The first cell phone was demonstrated in 1973 by Martin Cooper. You know what wasn't demonstrated? Shared plans. Over 50 years later, you can save on one line thanks to Visible. When you switch to Visible, the wireless company that makes wireless visible, you can get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon for just 25 bucks a month, taxes and fees included. No hidden fees. No, really. You can look around for them. They're not there. Switch now at Visible.com. Save on wireless without the hassle. Switch to Visible today and save at Visible.com. Monthly rate on the Visible plan for data management practices and additional terms. Visit Visible.com. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Beyond. 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 What's up, everybody? Welcome to Podcast Beyond, episode 765. I am today's host, Mark Medina, and I'm joined by Jada Griffin. Hello, everybody. And drinking coffee over there, Matt Kim. Howdy, howdy. I love my coffee. Good, good. I, I had a pumpkin spice cold brew this morning because basic. Because like that was just like the thing on Twitter, and I was like, all right, I gotta, I gotta get into this. <laughs> and they're just as good as I remember. It's a little too hot to be drinking stuff like that. Like it feels weird. You're, it's like mm-hmm. you're trying to make fall happen when it's not there yet. But you can't force it. It happens naturally. <laughs> exactly. Uh, but we got a great show today. We're gonna talk about The Last of Us Part One. We've all been playing it. We're gonna talk about the PlayStation Five price hike. But first, we have to talk about a couple of quick news hits. The first being. Something that just broke my heart. So I, I had a good I had a good morning. I had a good breakfast. We had breakfast tacos. I got the cold brew. I sit down to kind of like go over the show notes, make sure everything's good. And my heart breaks because the Forest 2, aka the Sons of the Forest, delayed till February. Guys, how am I supposed to do a show after that? I was surprised you showed up at all today. I figured you'd call in sick last minute and I would have to host. I'm I'm not even lying. Like, I know you are devastated just as your wife is. You are both devastated by this news. Uh, Amanda threw herself onto the ground. It's not not even a joke. She was like on the ground because the game was originally supposed to come out in May and then got delayed to Mm -hmm. October and mm-hmm. now got delayed till february which which makes me like sad for two reasons reason number one being like i was really excited the game was a month out and i was gonna get to play sons of the forest but also like february is insane it continues to be insane <laughs> i can't uh i can't like fathom how how that's all gonna work out with so many games coming out matt are you a fan of the forest at all yeah actually i, I did play it uh i i like the I like the part of it where you're like just like trying to eke out like survival and stuff like that. I thought yeah. the story was kind of weird at the end. Like as I got further into it, I was like, oh, okay, this is a weird direction. But I I get it, I guess. But I'm really I'm actually really excited for for this one too. I think when was weren't we? This got announced at like the Game Awards back like 2019, right? Like that's right. how long ago this was shown off. And I remember. Uh, I think we were all in the office watching it together, mm-hmm. and when the trailer came up, like we were, we were all really hyped. Like that was a really good announcement trailer. Like I'm still really excited for this one, but I, I mean, there's also other stuff to play. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I 
it's so it's funny the game uh, was originally supposed to come out in may my wedding anniversary 15 year wedding anniversary was may 19th and we took we went to disneyland and then took more days off because we we're gonna play sons of the forest together because me and my wife are a big fan and uh it got delayed and then i was like that's fine we'll play it in october nope not playing anything no other games are coming out so we're nothing done. no games in 2023 <laughs> Maybe you could just wait till May of next year. Just don't play it in February, March, April. Just play it in May of next year and still do it as an anniversary thing. I'll I'll give it my best shot. No, <laughs> I want I want to play the game so bad. Uh, something else. It's that time of the month. PlayStation Plus games. They're here. They got announced this morning. Uh, so these will be available for download. These are for all three of the tiers: the essential, the premium, the the everything. Uh, we have Need for Speed Heat. For PS4, Grand Blue Fantasy Versus for PS4, mm-hmm. and Toem a Photo Adventure for PS5. All good games. That's a that's a list of games. I I don't know if anyone has strong feelings about that list. I think it's I think it's fine. Uh, the <laughs> the only one I've played is the Grand Blue Fantasy Versus, and that was at a convention before the pandemic. Like I played a, a demo build for it, and it seems like a solid fighter. It was at Evo this year, drew a decent crowd. Um, so I'm I'm excited to kind of dive in and give this one a shot. I love fighting games, so uh, free is the perfect number to jump into a new one. I didn't even realize it was a fighting game. Okay, that's <laughs> I'm like that's not a franchise that I'm like super familiar with. Obviously, the the Grand Blue Fantasy are they? I think it started out as like mobile games, mm. if I remember correctly, and then it they had like a handheld or like console RPGs or PC RPGs. I can't remember what, where it was at, where it lived. Um, but this the fighting game dropped, I think, a year or two ago. Um, but yeah, and it's found a decent audience. So um, I'm excited to give it a shot. I mean, it looks cool. Like, uh, where, if, if you're watching the video version, the B-roll, like, it, it looks very nice. That's uh, great. <laughs> um, yeah, it's very, very flashy. But as far as news goes, it hasn't been, like, the biggest news week. Like, uh, you know, Savage, the mobile game developer, uh, got acquired by Sony. So, like, there's obviously going to be a push into mobile. But, like, we don't know what that is yet. That's just an acquisition, one of the many that PlayStation's done in the past couple years. So, cool. But the the biggest thing happened right after we recorded our show last week, Jada, which was... Mm -hmm. Something unprecedented, something that a couple of months ago we were saying this is the weirdest thing ever, right? So to set the stage, a few a couple of months ago, starting in well, starting at the beginning of this month, um, the MetaQuest 2 increased its price by a hundred dollars. And I remember that being very, very strange, right, for the industry and, and for us. We're like, wow, that's something that just doesn't happen. This thing's been out for years. People love it. But it's like it's not necessarily like hard to find or anything like that. And suddenly they're increasing the price by $100. Well, turns out that that was the beginning of what could be a trend or could just be, you know, another one off. But the PlayStation 5 has increased in price in certain regions. Um, so to set the stage, I have the the price list here, but it's... You know, Europe, UK, Japan, China, Australia, Mexico, and Canada all saw varying levels of price increase. Like Canada got a $20 price increase, um, where others got a little bit more. The main region to take note that that is missing from that list is the US. We didn't see a price increase at all, which is uh, 
causes more questions than answers, I think. Um, but I asked the folks on Twitter what they think about this. And uh, just to start us off, Canadian Animal, awesome name. He said, the PS4 received a $50 price hike in Canada within a year of release. Not a big deal, I suppose. I'm glad I bought mine before the hike and same for the PS5. That's something I've never heard of and I did not verify because I saw that tweet right before. Have you, Did either of you hear anything about that? I know we don't live in Canada, so... Oh, yeah, we're we're usually spared from uh, whatever nonsense that happens up uh, north of the border. Um, yeah, same. Yeah, but I wanted to get everybody's general thoughts. Matt, we'll start with you. What is your overall thoughts on the fact that like the the PlayStation Five is now it's almost two years old. It's still like almost impossible to find, and now it's getting a price increase in a lot of like major regions. Yeah, uh, honestly, like pretty pretty surprising. Uh, I thought the the Meta Quest one was was like really surprised because that's an older cons uh, older hardware and like a lot a hundred dollars is is a lot of money to to bump up the price of something and so a lot of people were like why is it a hundred dollars more expensive for for something that's probably going to be outdated within like a year because like meta has already announced that they're working on next gen versions of the quest uh the ps5 stuff is just sort of it it spoke to me that it was like a similar like decision making because consoles are usually sold at a loss uh so it makes sense that you're trying to recoup some more uh, it also makes sense that the price increase didn't happen in America because the like euro and the pound and the and the yen are all kind of you know struggling right now and they're a bit weaker, mm -hmm. which is why you're trying to make up that that gap. So I mean, it's it's surprising, and I guess it really just speaks to the sort of like trend of the global economy that we're, we're that we're in right now. Um, I it I guess it's lucky for us in the biggest market in the world that we're safe from that, but I guess it really just means that like nothing is off the table at this point. Yeah. Yeah, they didn't give a reason, like a concrete reason, right? It was just like economy stuff, right? Yeah. And so you're just kind of like, okay. About a year ago they reported that the the disc version of the PlayStation 5 was no longer selling at a loss, right? So for them to increase the price seems a little strange. Um you can you can kind of take the easy answer and be like, okay, well, you know, stock shortages continue to be a thing. Um Nintendo's president recently did an interview and said that shipping costs have gone insanely high for sea and land right so that could kind of be a thing i think the easiest answer is probably shareholders want more money <laughs> and you the know economy the economy's <laughs> in shambles <laughs> exactly it's like it, we need more money uh jada what were your thoughts when you saw this i think the, the the thing that most occupied my brain when this happened was we're you know a couple years into the console life usually for playstation around what three year three year four we start seeing a slim or a remodeled version of the console and we're seeing a price increase a little bit before that so like how's that going to play into effect when we eventually get a redesign of the console um you know mm -hmm. is that price going to carry over so where this because usually when you see a slim version there's uh sometimes it's a little bit cheaper because parts have become more available um, I'm thinking back mostly to like the PS2 era where, you know, it dropped, I think at one point the slim was like 150 bucks or whatnot when I, I can't remember what the mm. launch price was, but yeah, I'm, I'm wondering if that we're going to see something along that change, um, in this PS5 genera, uh, era, because, you know, like Matt said, it's kind of unprecedented besides the quest two. And like, it's kind of, kind of mean opens the floodgates to like where anything can kind of happen at this point. 
So it'll be, I'll be real curious to see like how it moves going forward. Like, is this just a one-time increase? Do we see it potentially going up again? Like, is that, I mean, it's technically at this point, my PlayStation 5 is worth more now than when I bought it. So it's, is my PlayStation now an, inv an investment instead of a, a, a liability type thing when it comes to, <laughs> you know, because like you buy a car, like you lose, it's instantly, you're in, you've already, you've lost money the moment you drive it off the lot. Like it's automatically worth less unless it's like some rare import car that goes or, you know, goes up in price later down the road. Um, it's just kind of, it's just a weird, it's so weird. This episode of Podcast Beyond is brought to you by NordVPN, a great way to protect yourself online while also improving your overall experience while enjoying cyberspace. Are you tired of streaming shows, movies, or sporting events being unavailable in your region due to draconian restrictions that are based on completely arbitrary geographical boundaries in physical meat space? Well, switch your virtual location to a place where that's no longer an issue. The same goes for shopping. You can get the best possible deal on subscriptions, flights, hotels, and other goods and services like that from websites that like to play favorites with certain territories and currencies. Meanwhile, encrypted traffic protects your data from hackers, viruses, malware, phishing sites, and other harmful hitchhikers of the information superhighway. Though really, it's more of an information autobahn because there is no speed limit with NordVPN. It is the fastest VPN in the world, so there won't be any buffering or lagging, and it'll stop your ISP from throttling your bandwidth. Isn't that nice? One NordVPN account can be used across six devices, which is great. My wife has been using our account to watch all sorts of awful British reality TV shows that aren't available here, like Argument Island or Half Naked Idiots Fall in Love, and everyone's favorite, The Worst People Just Got Married, Let's Hear Them Talk About It. Shows that are so bad, they're blocked in our part of the world for our own good, but luckily, NordVPN allows her to trick the internet into thinking she's in the UK, so she and her awful friends can shriek and howl and cackle at the TV while I'm trying to relax. I've been using my VPN too. You know what I've been using it for? None of your business. Yep, that's right. And thanks to NordVPN, my data is safely encrypted, all bundled up in a weighted security blanket of incomprehensibly complex math problems, and nobody can tell what it's doing under there. Data, you do your thing. I'll leave you alone. One month of NordVPN coverage costs less than a cup of coffee. Coffee can't protect you from cyber criminals unless you throw it at them or pour it on their computers, and you'll probably get in trouble for doing that. So get NordVPN instead. To get the best possible discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com slash POBeyond. That link will also give you four extra months on the two-year plan. There's no risk with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee. Again, that is nordvpn.com slash POBeyond. And now, back to the show. Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am thrilled to invite you to Rachel Uncensored, my podcast where I get real with my friends and celebrity guests, where we talk about all sorts of topics. From personal stories to hot-button issues, we cover it all. New episodes drop every Wednesday. So make sure you tune in on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored. Yeah, it's, it's one of those, like, I, I don't... I don't want to say this in any sort of sense that I'm like defending the actions, right? Because Sony is a, a multi-billion trillion, whatever. I don't think they're worth trillions, but multi-billion dollar company. Th me defending them does nothing. I don't care what they do, except for the fact that I think this is not great, right? As a consumer. Um, but we are, <laughs> I've been saying it for two years. We are in unprecedented times. Like you mentioned with the cars, right? You know, most people are getting what they paid for their car or more, right? I did a trade-in for my car, a trade-in quote, just to see what it was. And they offered me 
I think a thousand less than what I bought it for three years ago and 40,000 miles ago. I bought it, I bought it brand new and it has 43,000 miles on it. And they offered me a thousand dollars less than what I paid for it, which is like, of course, these console prices are out of whack because everything's out of whack. Like this isn't the weird case. Everything is weird. Um, (laughs) But we have to talk like, bananas right like so on twitter uncle rupert that's uncle with a k said i uh the question is do we think that this is going to hinder sales at all do you think that your event you're all of a sudden going to be able to walk into a store and just playstation 5s are going to be anywhere and he says i doubt anyone that wants one and has found one um I i doubt anyone that wants one and has found it hard to get one will be dissuaded they're still going to sell as many as they can make. It may, it may make people grimace a little bit, but I doubt it'll hit sales. Matt, what do you think? Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I agree, actually. Like, if you think about it, remember when the PS5 first launched and retailers did those things where they bundled the PS5 with, like, accessories and games mm-hmm. and then jacked up the price by, like, $300? Uh, and those, you know, those bundles still sold, right? If you can find, I mean, like, if you're paying... And like we've already we've talked about this when when the new consoles launched, but uh, you know we we talked about the scalping prices, right? That there were PS5s going for like fourteen hundred dollars on eBay that were actually like sold listings. Like people paid three x four times like the retail price to get a PS5 at launch, and that's how much people were willing to pay for these systems. Like if someone can find uh, a PS5 now and it's it's got like it's twenty euros more, twenty Canadian dollars more, like that's honestly kind of a bargain compared to like mm-hmm. some of those prices that people paid even before the price hike so yeah um uh, i think that really like ma like if we're being really honest and we're like comparing it to the sort of like inflated prices that people have already paid for these systems like i don't think a 20 dollar 50 dollar price hike is going to dissuade uh folks too much a fun uh story i always love to tell is during the like <laughs> rush to buy a playstation 5 my friend christina bought one of those very expensive bundles that came with playstation destruction all-stars which then got delayed and ended up coming out for free so like a lot of people bought those super expensive bundles and they didn't even get like the value of what you were supposed to get um jada what about you do you do you do you foresee this being a problem when it comes to sales it's so hard a lot of the like feeling i'm getting from people is is playstation 5 is a luxury item right it's 500 dollars. so if you walk into Mm -hmm. a store and suddenly they're like actually it's 520 is that really going to stop somebody jada what do you think that's never stopped me when it goes to buying something you know like because sometimes you'll go buying something you'll see it's on a sale or whatnot and you're like you forget about the sale you go back later and like "Ah, it was on sale for 20 bucks off last week but i really want it i'm just gonna buy it whatever it's a luxury it's it's something that i want um you know i work hard for my money it's something that brings me joy i'm going to spend the extra money um but i also am one of those people who kind of like get you know i got like the top end steam deck and stuff like that like that's just for the memory like that's just me like i i i like to go all out with my luxury items because i think of it as kind of somewhat future proofing like i don't Mm want to have to go and redo something later um but i don't think it's gonna really affect people too much i think it's like uncle rupert says people are gonna grimace and they're gonna be like fine take my money but you know like i get my playstation 5 finally like and speaking of you know being able to walk in stores and find one uh you know they've been available 
pretty readily for the last like week or so at least um i actually bought one for my little brother um through the playstation direct or whatnot and it literally showed up the next day like i literally paid for it on monday and it showed up on tuesday for him i was like that is so quick um which means that the stock's got to be there like Mm-hmm. for people to just buy them now because i mean not obviously to meet all of the demand but to at least meet some of the demand that people are looking for them still yeah i i remember a few episodes i was so happy that i was like i was able to buy one that's like a thing now you're able to we 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 had a meeting yesterday and we kind of looked and we were like yeah you can just buy one on walmart right now it's the horizon forbidden west bundle so it's correct it was here in america it was it was 550 uh, because you're getting a digital code for Forbidden West, which is technically, I think, what, 20 bucks off that game. Um, so still like a deal, I guess you could say. But like, yeah, through PlayStation, through Walmart, you could just get a PS5 now, which is pretty insane. Um, something that I, I've seen kind of trending around is that a lot of people are saying, you know what, that's it. I'm switching to PC. You know, I'm because... Uh, Pansu Master on Twitter says, Mexico here. I do not own a PS5 or an Xbox. I have a PC and a Switch because a lot of the Game Pass games are coming to Xbox Game Pass on PC. And now a lot of PlayStation games are coming to PC. You know, we'll talk later about The Last of Us Part 1, but they've already announced that that will eventually come to PC. We don't know when. We don't know if it's even going to be this year, but some people are finding it worth the wait. Do you guys agree that, like, that could just be a way to go just build yourself a nice pc and you technically own both consoles now <laughs> uh yeah i mean as a nice pc owner myself like i i probably would agree that like now is the best time to sort of earnestly like think about investing in a pc right like it mm-hmm. it used to be that maybe like a couple generations ago that like the consoles really were like the easiest most successful ways to to get into uh like high-end gaming but but like nowadays and and this is kind of funny because this also ties into economy and you know my colleague taylor would probably be able to speak more about this than than i can but uh you know it used to be that like uh graphics cards like really high-end graphics cards oh there's like prohibitively expensive but like they (laughs) nvidia announced that they made too many of their like high-end graphics cards for the the current or last gen the ones that can do like uh, do ray tracing gaming Mm-hmm. And so now and they announced, like, we have too many of these 2080 cards, 3000 cards uh, that we're going to have to offload them pretty soon at a lower price. And so while, like, the PS5 announced uh, a $20 price hike, NVIDIA is looking at dropping the price card, uh, the prices of their uh, really expensive cards. So, you know, not not a bad, uh, bad thing to think about when uh, when these prices are fluctuating like they are. Yeah, it's like if you didn't own either and you built a decent PC for, you know, $1,500, which is still expensive, but it's like then you're getting access to Game Pass on PC. You're getting access to the the few still, <laughs> the few PlayStation games that are coming to PC and then obviously Steam and Epic Game Store and all that stuff. It's seeming more and more worth it, but I, I know console gaming is just like, that. that is just like where a lot of people like to live right like console console gaming couldn't be easier you you take it out of the box you plug it into your tv you have a controller and it's just working right like i i've been playing spider-man for pc and uh just trying things out and this was before i modded it and 
I think it was like the second day I was trying to launch it and it just like wasn't launching. And I'm like, I don't know why. And that's not to say PC gaming is bad. Someone accused me on the comments a few weeks ago that I'm like, I'm only a PC gamer, which is hilarious. I almost play nothing on PC, but it could be the way to go. <laughs> Jada, do you, do you play games on PC? Like, is oh, that yeah. one of your platform yeah, that's choice? What, yeah, I probably, I'd say I'm probably primary, my PlayStation, secondary, my Switch, uh, third would be my PC, and then my last is my Xbox. But like a lot of my game, the reason why my Xbox is probably a little bit lower is because a lot of the games that I play on Xbox, I have through PC Game Pass. So I play it just on my Steam Deck or on my PC um, when I'm sitting at my desk. So uh but yeah and i play and then there's a lot of games that you just can only play on pc like i'm a big league of legends fan so mm -hmm. i put a lot of time into that and that's pretty much pc that's the only way to play that is pc so um but yeah no I, I love my pc i've invest i usually invest probably about i don't know anywhere from five to six hundred bucks every five to six years or so um just to update things like the my gpu my cpu i like i think Two years ago, I updated my motherboard and a whole bunch of other stuff to just to reprep. And that was a little bit more pricier of an upgrade. But also things were starting to surge and starting to go up in price around that time. So, um, mm. you know, PC is definitely an investment. It takes some money to get started. Um, but the good news is like you can buy part by part and just build it slowly over time. You don't have to drop $1,500 at once to build an amazing PC. You can literally drop, you know, 100 bucks every other month and have it built in like six months, have a, a semi-decent one, and then just upgrade it over time. No, um, one, no one's going to do that. You know once you start, you're like, I have to just finish. <laughs> <laughs> I, when I, my first build, uh, I did buy everything at once, but then when I rebuilt and got like a new case and everything, I actually bought stuff over the period of like two months. Like I split it in half because it was just, it was a lot and I wasn't working super much at the time, but I was like, I want to upgrade. So I, you know, saved where I could and bought parts when I could, when I saw them on sale. So it's just a matter of how patient you are and how frugal you are mm -hmm. with uh, parts because there's always sales and stuff in the holiday season. Uh, Black Friday is a great time to pick up stuff. Cyber Monday, those are always great times to pick up upgrades and stuff like that for your RAM or whatever. Mm -hmm. yeah i i don't have a 30 series card i'm still like hanging in there with a 2080 ti because it's just like it still plays especially with the nvidia dlss like i'm still mm -hmm. fine I, I i'm finding it hard to find a game that like it kind of struggles to run so i'm like i don't yep, really feel the need to to upgrade but uh yeah you know it's it's uh it's definitely like a way to go if if that's what people seem like they need to flock to uh, and then finally, on this, you know, kind of cap this off, a lot of people, myself included, found the um, the fact that the Meta Quest 2 gave away Beat Saber as, like, their apology, I guess, for, for a price hike, mm. kind of, like, weirdly insulting. Like, who doesn't have Beat Saber at this point? Most of the time, you can get the game for anywhere from, like, 25 to 30 bucks hardly makes up for hundred dollars and i was trying to think what could have played what could playstation have done to make this like a little bit more like a, a, an easier pill to swallow and and i i came up with i don't think anything <laughs> but like do you guys have any guesses for like what what is something you think they could have given away 
to make this a little bit better because it's so hard when you get PlayStation Plus or whatever, you mm-hmm. get so many games, right? So if they're like, it's a price increase and you get Horizon Zero Dawn, like who doesn't already have that game and wouldn't already get it from signing up for PlayStation Plus, right? So my thought was like, maybe a month or two of PlayStation Plus for free, but I don't know. What do you, I, Matt, what do you think? That, that was... Or sorry, Jada, go ahead. (laughs) I was going to say, I was like, that's, I mean, I think that's the simplest answer is give away three to six months of PlayStation Plus uh, premium just so they get, you know, people potentially hooked. People may forget to cancel it out of renews, continues their subscription, keeps making money. I mean, Jada, no, you're giving, you're just just making them more money. (laughs) But I'm not saying that that's what should happen. I'm just, I'm letting you know how, how companies think as somebody who has sold memberships in various jobs. We all know how that goes. You know, she infiltrated there's, us. Yes. There's so many people. There's so many people who have gym memberships and don't go to the gym. They go to the gym for one or two months and then they just never cancel and forget. And their month, they're billed monthly after month after month, just making the gym money for not using equipment. So like, it's the same kind of thing. So that would honestly, it would have been my go-to to kind of off offload the cost. And what is the cost of giving somebody? What does that cost Sony to give somebody three or six months of PS Plus, it doesn't really cost them anything. It's if all I had to guess, digital. nothing. <laughs> yeah. Matt, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, it's tough. I think you're right. I think PS Plus uh, Premium would be an easy answer. I don't know. Maybe uh, maybe one of the nice faceplates. I really like those. Ooh. <laughs> right? I still uh, don't have one. I still... Neither I just, do I. I just... I like the white one. I, I feel know, like I like the white, the white one the best. Day. Yeah. I think so too. That's my thing is I have a white controller. I have a, the, the baby blue controller you can see here in the corner. Mm-hmm. And then I have the red controller. And I think if I were to change the color of my PS5, I think I like the baby blue controller the most. And I think mm-hmm. that that's what I would do for the PS5. But so far, I'm just like the white also looks good. So, yeah. you know, I'm somewhat com- tempted to grab the pink and the purple just to match my hair because I just realized mm. that I've literally have like the same shades as the PlayStation controller schemes and yeah. plate style for my hair. So oh. maybe that's, <laughs> maybe yeah, that's I didn't what even, I'll do. I didn't even consider that if you wanted to go the route of like spending the money, you could buy, you know, two different sets and then just do you know, a mm-hmm. color on each side. I didn't even think about that. Huh. Yeah. That's interesting. It's, yep. it's, it's hard for me because for, for, for our video people, I have the series X on the bottom. Right. And then I had a black switch. So then I was like, okay, maybe I'll get the black face plates. Then the OLED switch came out and I was like, I kind of want the white one. So I got a white mm-hmm. OLED switch and you can't change the color of the series X. So I'm kind of like, if I did change it, then just the X, just, just the 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 switch is the one that stands out, and it's kind of weird. Mm-hmm. Right now, it's the Xbox that kind of stands out. I don't know the way it's on the shelf; it makes sense. To... I uh, I have a solution for you. You give me oh. your Xbox Series X, and I'll buy you a Series S, and then you'll you'll just have all white consoles. I got that's, another solution. It's a great Mark, deal. Pay, I'll take it. Give me, <laughs> give me fifty bucks. I'll show up at your place with a bucket of paint, and we'll solve that black <laughs> Xbox problem. <laughs> just. <laughs> just paint that sucker white i wonder i wonder how many people are out there painting their consoles probably a lot mm-hmm. hopefully not i i have to assume that that's like not great for like when it, when it comes to cooling a console i feel like everything is like factored in even like how thick the plastic is and where it sits 
So I'm sure if they're like, yeah, and then you're going to like dump paint on it. I'm sure that that's probably not something that they would recommend, but it's your console. You can do whatever you want for it. So yeah, so that's the PlayStation 5, PlayStation 5 price hike. The, old, the news is kind of old, but I figured, you know, we kind of we kind of owe it to the, you know, my closing thoughts are just like, you know, it sucks. I feel bad. I know that there's stuff just going on all around the world. The last thing people want to think about is the fact that their consoles are more expensive. I also kind of on the side that it's like, yeah, it's a luxury item. It, I think most people are just going to kind of buy it anyways, but I'm, I'm definitely on the side of just like, it's a bummer. Price increases are not something that I, I feel like, um, for, for an item like this, when you like, you almost are a hundred percent sure that it's, it's a, a P shareholders kind of thing that it's just like, there's no way to spend that to be like, this is a good thing for anybody except for Sony's pockets. Right. So, um, you're not going to find me defending a multi-billion dollar company. So that's that let's talk more about money. The last of us. <laughs> <laughs> what is this episode this is not great uh the last of us is a video game that came out in 2013 for playstation 3 it came out again in 2014 in the form of the last of us remastered for ps4 and then ps4 pro it's out again in 2022 in the form of the last of us part one aka the last of us remake and it is a game that is not controversial at all everyone is on the same page and we don't really even need to talk about it no, that's not true at all. So, we've been playing it, and uh, mm -hmm. I'm anxious to hear everybody's thoughts. I have, I have some thoughts of my own, but Matt, we will start with you. Uh, I was one of the I was one of the people who are like I, and I'm almost certain that I replayed remastered on on the PS5 uh, around the time Part Two came out. So I'm it was pretty fresh in my mind, and I remember playing it then and being like, this holds up really well. Like The Last mm -hmm. of Us, uh, the first one came out in 2014, 2013, 2014, and I was playing it on the PS5, and I'm just like, you know what, this is this is kind of crazy how much this holds up, how much it still looks very good, how much uh, I'm enjoying being here again after all these years. This is kind of crazy, and and then I booted up remake, or I I saw remake, and and I was I was thinking, oh, you know, I just played the first one again. It looks fine. I don't know how much of a re how much a remake is gonna do for it. And then I started playing this uh, playing this like earlier this week, and it's a lot. Like it looks really good. It looks mm -hmm. uh so much. And I there's something about the about the remaster that I didn't, I didn't realize until I played the remake or part one uh, was that it has like um it looks more natural. The remaster does this thing where the the screen has kind of like this glossy effect to make things more shiny and vibrant uh to sort of highlight the graphical powers of the ps4 pro i imagine but the ps5 version looks like a nat like a film which is a cliche but it looks really cinematic really lifelike it's kind of amazing uh jada what about you you've been playing it what are your what are your thoughts on the last of us remake yeah, I mean, I ended up replaying it literally last year um, on PS5, just the, the you know, the remaster. Um, and I loved it because I was playing it because I was playing 1 and 2 again last year. Um, and I booted this one up and I was like, I just was really just taken back by just how good it looks. It The, the graphical fidelity in this remake, and I 
I do stress that it's a remake, not a remaster. I mean, technically, I guess you could say it's a remaster of the remaster if you really mm -hmm. wanted to get super technical, but it's so much of it is built from the ground up. There's so many more polygons um, in the characters, in the, the foliage, in the buildings, just everything has more polygons and more to it. The, the enemy AI is a lot smarter. They're a lot more aggressive, especially on grounded. Um, I was reading, reading to the blog um, that they posted and I, I recognized some of the things they were talking about, especially around the AI where in the originals, it was so limited to how many NPCs would be aggressive towards you at once, and the others would just kind of wait because they just didn't have enough memory back then to have all these dynamic AIs doing different things. And that's just that's really uncapped now. So like I'm seeing a lot more strategies, a lot more enemies that are uh, approaching more at once because you know a lot of the times it's like, hey, there's just one person coming at me. You kill this other person. There's another guy down down the hall shooting at you from cover. And as soon as you kill that first one, that guy starts moving up. Now they kind of move up in unison. They try to flank more. Um, there's a lot more to it. Um, it's just, it's it's excellent. I'm really loving it. I'm probably about three quarters through it right now. Um, and, you know, I I think the moment that really threw me back, that really took my like my breath away while playing it was, there's that scene from the very first, one of the earlier trailers when you're in the car, you're riding through and you're seeing just the buildings as they're driving by. And I've, I was like, that looks so realistic. It's crazy how good this, these buildings look at. And I've seen this cutscene so many times, but it looks so good um, that it just really, it just really captured my my point of view. Yeah, from from a visual standpoint, like I was blown away when I when I first started playing it. I I was like, wow, this is instantly one of like PS5's best looking games. Like th th mm -hmm. this is definitely not something that they just you know repainted. You know, there, there's so many, we were talking about this yesterday, there's so many, like, versions of remake and remaster that, like, you don't, it, it's hard to, like, classify what this is, right? I feel like this has never been done before, and I, I don't mean this in a way that it's like, this is a revolution. I don't know if it's a if it's a great trend or not, but, um, you know, when you have something like Spider-Man came out in 2018 and then got remastered for PlayStation 5, it, it's like, okay, it just, it got everything that Miles Morales got, which was the fast loading, ray tracing, all that stuff, you know, the higher frame rate and stuff like that. But, like, almost nothing about that game is unchanged. Um, and then you have stuff like Resident Evil 2 and 3 and Final Fantasy 7. Those are full ground, you know, <laughs> remakes, right? And then you have this, which is, like, kind of weirdly in the middle where it's like that's Troy Baker that's Ashley Johnson like these they they these aren't reshots these are just they took the original they future proofed how much they filmed with mocap and stuff like that and they were able to let those performances shine by using the new graphical tech and rebuilt the game from the ground up like they would have when they made Last of Us 2 and that was kind of something they said but is that they they made Last of Us 2 and they were like, man, wouldn't it be great if we could go back and do this for Last of Us 1? And for for all intents and purposes, they've kind of done that. The gameplay itself is still like Last of Us 1 for the most part. Like it, it doesn't mm -hmm. feel super like Last of Us 2. Um, but definitely from a graphical and accessibility standpoint, this <laughs> is is rebuilt from the ground up. And like it couldn't have been easy, right? It's this isn't this isn't something that mm -hmm. like not to sound like a shill, but it's not something that I don't think that they just like popped out. Like, like, sorry, Bethesda is no. one of my favorite game studios of all time. 
the fact that Skyrim just like keeps coming out and it's just like a little prettier each time. Like that's not what this is, right? This is like, no. this took a lot of work. Um, but don't worry. If you're if you're very angry right at us, we're we're going to get to the point where we <laughs> kind of go to the other side. But yeah, for for an overview, I do think that this is like a very very well done game. But it poses a really big question, which is why does it exist? And it's something I've thought about a lot. I I think an easy answer. Um, I'll go first. Is that they want a collection of these games, right? Okay, so you have Infamous, right? I never played the first two Infamous games, but I did play Second Son. But a lot of people, you know, Second Son was built, you know, for PS4. It's like this next-gen experience. And I'm like, do I want to go back and play those older games? But if they had remade those for PS4 and they played a, lot, a little bit like Second Son and kind of had those, like, I don't know, because I never played the first two. But, like, what I liked about Second Son, maybe I would have been more willing. And maybe that's kind of the case here is, like, now you have these this definitive collection of games. I don't know. Matt, what do you think? Yeah, it's a tough question. I I think I don't I think I don't need remakes for my favorite games that came out uh decades ago. You know, I I recently played through all the Metal Gear Solid games and I'm playing through Metal Gear Solid 5 right now and I played 2 and 3 uh, the HD collection on my PS3. They're perfectly good game. I love those games and they're they're great to play even today in in 2022. I don't think they need full-blown remakes to be enjoyed in the same way that i don't think every game that i love uh from the 90s and the early 2000s need to be a remake uh need to be remade that said uh i can imagine a scenario where i finish part one and immediately jump into part two and there is a seam though there will be a seamlessness to the experience visually that I think could enhance my appreciation of the series like combined as a whole. You know, mm -hmm. if I if I went from part one directly into part two, I think uh, the remake part one, I think it would be a different experience than if I did uh, the Last of Us remastered on my PS5 and then jumped into part two because mm -hmm. of the because of the improvements. So I, I'll say that. But in terms of like need, in terms of do I want to see every one of my favorite games? Uh, from years ago, uh, fully remade from the ground up. I don't. I don't think. I don't want to see it, and I don't think it needs to happen. Only because you know, I want new games. I want new things. Mm -hmm. I want uh, new experiences. And I and I fear that if uh, if people are are like, no, you got please remake the original Jack. You know, from the ground up. I feel like that. I'd be like, I don't want to play Jack one again. I want to play Jack five. You know. Yeah. Jada, what do you think? Why? Does this game exist? <laughs> I mean, this game exists for a number of reasons. I think the most important one is that, and my 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 camera is all types of. <laughs> oh, I thought you were just pixelating in real life, so I wasn't going to say. Anything. I was, you know, you do I, that it's sometimes. A, it's a it's a condition. It's a it's been with me since birth. Um, but you know, I, I make do. Um, no, I there's a number of reasons why this exists, and I don't think this is for the casual last of us fan mm -hmm. this is made for the diehards the the that love naughty dog and love the story of joel and ellie that has been told over the last eight years um they love the story they love these characters they love the world they want more of it it's made for them and it's made for the people who couldn't play it when it originally launched 
because all the new accessibility features, they added this new feature I turned on and played, I've been playing with, which uh, converts the audio anytime somebody's talking into vibrations using the haptic feedback on the controller. And it's really cool. It's not like, it, it doesn't help me understand like what's being said if I was like hard of hearing, I don't think, but it gives you that kind of sense of like, hey, somebody's talking, so I should be paying, I can, you know, pay more attention. Mm -hmm. Because sometimes even if you have subtitles on, you may miss something that's said, um, but having that extra haptic feedback kind of gives you a another set, like thing telling you like, hey, conversations happening, story is evolving. Like you should, you know, make sure you're paying attention to this. Um, there's just so many new accessibility features. Like this is one of the most accessible games out there now. Um, Naughty Dog is really showcasing that. And like Matt said, they really want these prestige editions to kind of have the seamless transition from game to game. Like, I think it really makes sense for that. Like they want The Last of Us is one of Naughty Dog's, you know, it's their it's their flagship title now. I would mm -hmm. say over Uncharted. Like Uncharted used to be their flagship title. I think once Last of Us came out, it kind of stole all the thunder of being like this is what Naughty Dog is known for. Um and they want these games to like really be their best versions because this is what their studio is most recognized for now. So it makes sense for them to want to have the best version of their marquee game out there on the market. So um, I was one of the people who was like, yeah, this is cool. I'm definitely going to replay it. I don't know if I'm going to pick it up right at launch. Um, thankfully, I got a key ahead of time so I could try it out. Um, and I love it. It's great. Um, mm. Is it a $70 purchase for me? Mm, maybe not. Um, but I definitely, it's definitely one of those ones I would definitely recommend, uh, picking up down the road for those diehard fans and people who never got to experience it. It's definitely worth the $70 for those who haven't got to experience these amazing, this amazing story. Yeah, there's a, there's a new, uh, going back to what you were talking about with accessibility. Um, there's a new thing that they added that they, they said in one of their trailers that has never been done before. What, what I thought was so cool. Um, yep. It's it's a during the cinematics you can have somebody narrating the cinematics that doesn't interrupt the talking like that's it's just built in, um, and so um, you know Joel will walk through the door and you'll hear somebody say like Joel walks through the door and then he'll talk and it doesn't overlap and then it'll be like Joel sits on the couch like it's it's like basically narrating what's happening I I think it's really really cool, um I I think I think it could be for like hardcore last of us fans i'd also venture to say that like this is for people who th this is not for me it, like i would say that like I'm a, I'm a pretty big last of us fan but i would say like this is actually not for me at all i think this is it, it could be a little tinfoil hat to be like this is for the hbo show um but you know they do have a show coming out next year and people can be like, oh, what is this Last of Us thing? I want to try this, right? And maybe they don't want to go back and play a PS4 game. They get to play this really shiny PS5 game. I'm less inclined to, like, could directly link it to the show as, like, marketing, seeing as the show is still so far out and this comes out in two days, right? Like, so, like, you know, if this were coming out and then the HBO show were coming out, you know, in a month, I could kind of like connect those a little bit more. But like we're still mm -hmm. months and months away from that show. So it's still it, that's a weird thing to try to connect the two. But I, I do feel like it's it's for people who, you know, as, as we talked about a, a while back, I had asked that question about like, oh, do you have a PS5 and you've never played Last of Us? And there is a lot of those people. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
I will say. But, oh, sorry. Go ahead. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, I feel like there's an audience that we are we are forgetting about this, and and we I don't think we talk about it because we don't like uh, uh, confronting the the ravages of time and our mortality. But there are people <laughs> who are like nine or eight or ten when the first mm-hmm. Last of Us came out, who are now mm-hmm. nineteen, twenty, eighteen, who probably can play these games that they weren't allowed to when when the first one came out. Yeah. Uh, and so there's a, a whole generation of youngins who've, who've never experienced the first The Last of Us, even though to us, it feels like yesterday. Right. I don't know what you're talking about, Matt. I'm, I was 12 when the mm-hmm. first one came out, and I fell in love with it. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I'm sure our totally. gaming habits and, and what we were allowed to get away with are, are different for, you know, for a lot of people. <laughs> uh, my parents did not know what the age rating was for games, which was great. Uh, awesome. Playing yeah. Grand Theft Auto. And <laughs> Grand Theft Auto. They're like, what does this mm-hmm. M mean? It means for much fun. It means for Matt. It means for Matt. It's for me. <laughs> it's, it's more game. There's more, more game in this. More game in it. That's what the M stands for, right? But yeah, I mean, there like there are a whole new generation of gamers who who were super young when the first one came out because that's how time works. And now it's been almost ten years, and now they are they are at an age where they can they can finally be like, well, I'm old enough to buy my own copy of The Last of Us, not have to lie to my parents about it mm-hmm. <laughs> although i think the last of us, yeah the last of us came out when i was in college so Ugh. yeah Ugh. It when i was i was in my early to, you know, maybe closer to mid-20s at this point but i don't know when did it get with 2013 yeah i mean yeah that was only nine years ago and i'm 34 now so yeah 25 yeah mid-20s for me as well <laughs> um one thing i do want to point out is also there's so many like hidden things in game design that a lot of people don't know about. Doors, very complicated thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, mirrors, even more complicated and such a drain on resource. And if I remember right, the PS3 version didn't have like any mirrors in the game that weren't broken or fogged up or covered with dirt. There are so many mirrors in this remastered remake version that you can just literally, it's literally reflecting and re-rendering the world behind you while you're in the mirror. And that's just a technical feat. And that's just, mm-hmm. that's a really cool thing. It's a very small thing, but it's something that I very much appreciate in game design because there's so many games where you go into a bathroom and all the mirrors are broken. You know? Right, so that way they don't um, have to. Yeah. It doesn't take up the processing power. Yeah, it's, mirrors are so expensive on the cost for game uh, design. Uh, so it's it's really cool to see that there's so many in this uh, remake that have the have them all fully functioning. Yeah, they, something else they were pushing a lot that that I I wanted to kind of test for myself was seamless transitions, right? So we're kind mm. of used to it happened in Last of Us too. We're kind of used to a cutscene happening and then the camera just kind of like swooping around behind Joel and then you you know and then you just go. And I was like, that's how it was in the original Last of Us. What do you, what do you, what do you make it a big deal out of it? And I tested it um, in that sequence very early on when you when you have you just got Ellie and you're with Tess and you like go down the elevator and stuff like that. And it does. I was watching a playthrough while I was playing that sequence, and um, you 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 all kind of talk and then you go into the next room. And on the remastered PS4 Pro version. It cuts to you go through the door. You don't. The cutscene puts you through the door, and then it cuts to black, and then it comes up, and you're just standing there. Where on the PS5 version, the camera just goes behind you, and you have to go through that door. And then you immediately you go down an elevator, and uh, in the elevator, a, a cutscene kind of takes over, and then uh, 
Um, and then, you know, and then you l- walk off the elevator. And in the PS4 version, uh, again, it does this weird little like a uh, dip to black cut thing. And then you're controlling Joel where on the PS5 version, you just you just you walk off the elevator. And I was like, oh, OK, there there are a lot of like subtle things and um, stuff that people probably wouldn't think about. And it's not a huge deal, but it's something that they like kind of cared to do. Um, same thing with with to get that elevator started, you have to do like this like this crank, and it uses um, to to start the like generator thing, and it uses the a the the same UI now as Last of Us Part Two, um, versus using the Last of Us Part One, which is what kind of gives you that feeling of like the seamless transition of playing remake and then you know remaster. Jada's. Jada's Jada just gone. gone. Jada's gone. I was scratching oh, yeah. my arm, and and I just whoop. Um, well, she kind of gave her answer, but Matt, I want to I want to ask you as we as we kind of close things out, is this something you would recommend people buy? If they haven't played it, yes. If they have played it, no. Like it looks mm-hmm. good. It's very nice. It's very fancy. It's a there's a whole lot of cool tech in there but at the end of the at the end of the day it is still the same game and yep. and no matter no matter how much i'm impressed by how much part 1 looks now and how how the new tech like improves the the visual presentation i didn't love the first last of us because it looked super good like graphics has never been my number one thing you know mm-hmm. i love the first last of us because of the world that it created and the and the characters and the and the story you know and so uh, the 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 graphics while they were nice in 2013 and they were even better in the remaster they were never my number one thing about the series and and that's true today you know if you played the last of us and and you like you like Joel and Ellie for the for the journey that you went on they're still going on that same journey the journey hasn't mm-hmm. changed just the, the the traveling yeah yeah no i'm 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 literally the exact same answer um if you're like really wanting like this is no doubt like there's no other way to spin it this is the best version of the last of us part one like that this is the best best version of the game um should you rush out and buy it if you want to you know it's your money <laughs> um but me personally if i were walking through the store and i was looking for a game to play and uh the last of us part one was sitting there i no, i would not buy it because there's I'm like you. I already have it, the remastered version. If I really wanted to play Last of Us again, I would just play the PS4 remastered version. I would not spend $70 to see new graphics. I saw someone on Twitter say something about, like, um, I'm just going to watch every the, the every cutscene movie. And I'm like, yeah, exactly. Like, that's if you want to experience the story and see the new graphics, you probably could just do that for free if you want to just watch the the game movie on the Internet. It's totally it's totally within your rights. Um yeah, you're not gonna find me being like, "Oh, it's worth every penny." I, I, I think it's worth the money, but I don't think I would personally buy it. But it, everyone's different. <laughs> uh, any closing thoughts on The Last of Us, or are we, are we good? Did we do a podcast? I think we did a podcast. This feels like a podcast to me. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you guys for joining me. Thank you to the audience for watching. We will be back next week with more. PlayStation goodness, but until then, beyond. Beyond. Beyond.
Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am extremely excited to invite you to Rachel Uncensored. It's my podcast where I sit down and get real with my friends and celebrity guests, where we talk about all sorts of topics. And sometimes we might be under the influence when we do so. We cover things from personal stories to hot button issues. And it's the only place on the internet you can find an uncensored version of me. It's a side of me that you might not have seen before because it's not the most family or brand friendly. But don't worry, I'm still sort of slightly a decent human being. If you're intrigued, then make sure you check it out. New episodes drop every Wednesday. You can find it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored.